Praise God. Well, it's Resurrection Sunday. He's risen. Hallelujah. You guys should be shouting at your TVs right now. Jesus is alive. He's alive. He's alive. Um, and I want to stir up your spirits today. Um, if Jesus is alive, there has to be a therefore for us as believers. If Jesus has risen from the dead and the tomb is empty, then that's got to mean some pretty big therefores for us. So um, we're going to pray and then we're going to jump into the word. So Father, we just thank you so much that it's Resurrection Sunday. We thank you that we're all here together online to dig into your word, to know you more, Father. And I just pray today that you would speak to every single heart that's listening, that they would encounter your tangible presence, God, that Holy Spirit, you would speak to their hearts and that you would bring understanding to their hearts. Thank you, Father, that we're not alone. And your word says that the Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth and teach us all things. So Holy Spirit, we invite you into this space today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so if Jesus has risen, um, there's some pretty big therefores attached to that for us as believers. And so we're going to go to Ephesians 1. Um, and we're going to read together. So I want you to open your Bible because we're going to read nearly the whole of Ephesians 1 together. And just pull out some points. All right. So we're going to start at verse, um, Ephesians 1, verse 3. It says, Blessed be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. I would love to unpack that, but we could spend a whole, um, a whole sermon on that. So I'm not going to unpack that bit, but you can be, because Jesus is alive, I have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Praise God. And I want you this week to go home and ask the Lord, what does that look like? If I have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, what does that look like in my life? Anyway, so blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. Praise God, because Jesus is alive, I am holy and blameless before him. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5:21, it says, He became sin who knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of God. Because Jesus became sin, I became righteous when I said yes to following him. And that means that when the Father looks at me, I am holy and blameless before the Father. And it means that I have access to God. Hallelujah, because Jesus is alive, I am holy and blameless before him, and I have access to God. There's nothing in the way. Praise God, that's point number one. So I'm holy and blameless before him. We'll keep reading. In love, he predestined us for adoption as sons 
through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. Because Jesus is alive, we are predestined as sons and daughters of God. Praise God. It is God's will that all men come to salvation. It's God's will that every single person come to know him and, and come into a living relationship with him. And so because Jesus is alive, I'm a daughter of God. You're a son or a daughter of God. Isn't that amazing? You're a daughter of God. You need to tell, you, tell yourself that every day. I'm a son of God or I'm a daughter of God. Thank you, Father, that you have adopted me as your daughter or your son. Thank you, Father. I'm not an orphan. Hallelujah. Isn't that exciting? Is your spirit excited yet? Because Jesus is alive, I'm a son or a daughter of God. Praise God. And then we go to um, verse 6. It says, To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. Point number three, because Jesus is alive, we have redemption through his blood, and forgiveness for all of our sins. Oh my goodness, if you have nothing to be grateful for, you can wake up every day and say, thank you, Jesus, that you have redeemed me and you have taken away all of my sin as far as the East is from the West. You have delivered me from my sin. Because Jesus is alive, you get to live free from sin. You should all be pressing like right now. You should all be like love hearting this. This is amazing news. Hallelujah. Verse 8. Which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will. Oh, I'd love to stop there. God has made known to us the mystery of his will. Colossians 1.27 says, The mystery has been revealed. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Because Jesus is alive, the mystery has been revealed and Christ is in you. Christ is in you. And that's the hope of glory. That's the hope of God being seen in the world. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Praise God. making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as, as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. Verse 11, in him we have obtained an inheritance because Jesus is alive, I have an inheritance. I'm not an orphan. I'm not I'm trying to make it on earth by myself. I have an inheritance. God is my father. Isn't that amazing? It goes on. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things 
to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might, might be to the praise of his glory. Verse 13, in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Because Jesus is alive, I am sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the living God, he lives in me because Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. Who is the guarantee of our inheritance and w- until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory? <sighs> Verse 15. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks to you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, and that you may know what is the hope to which he's called you. Because Jesus is alive, we can receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Because Jesus is alive, we can have the eyes of our hearts enlightened and we can know the hope to which he's called us. Because Jesus is alive, we can receive and partake the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. And guess what? Verse 19, it says, And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places? Hallelujah. Because Jesus is alive, we receive the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That's something to say amen about. Being a Christian isn't a powerless life. You've received the same power that's raised Jesus from the dead. So because Jesus is alive, just these parts of Ephesians, we've we've received some things. Because Jesus is alive, I'm holy and blameless before him. Sin's been dealt with. Because Jesus is alive, we are sons and daughters of God. Because Jesus is alive, we have redemption through his blood and our sins are forgiven. Because Jesus is alive, we have an inheritance. Because Jesus is alive, we're sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus is alive, we've been given the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Because Jesus is alive, we've received the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Isn't that amazing? I hope your spirits are just burning and alive with the word of truth. And I wanna keep reading. It says, and what is, we'll go from 19. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe? 
according to the working of this great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. That's the name of Jesus. And he put all things under his feet. How many things are under the feet of Jesus? All things, all viruses, all sickness, all disease. He put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all. So Jesus is above all things. He's the name above every other name and everything is under his feet. And he's the head of the church and we're in him and he, he's in us. And, and we together as the body of Christ, we're his body, we're the body of Christ on the earth, the hands and feet of Jesus. He's the head and we're the body. And I want, it, I want you to skip over to John 20. There's just a cool little something that I want to show you. Um, and it's explaining what happened when the disciples went to the tomb and found that Jesus wasn't there. So we're going to read um, John 20, verse 1. Now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going towards the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying there, and, he, and the face cloth, which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in and saw and believed for as yet they didn't understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. So the disciples came, the tomb was empty. They peeked in and they saw the, the cloth that had wrapped Jesus's body and they were just lying there. But then they noticed that the cloth that was, lying, that was around Jesus's head was folded up separate and it was it was put separate to the rest of rest of the cloth. Why? Why is it like that? Why would they even mention that? I just believe that that's because Jesus, the head of the church, his job's done. He said when he was on the cross, it is finished. And he folded up 
the cloth that was on his head and put it separate to the body cloth, which was just all over the place. Because his job, it's finished. He's seated in heavenly places. He's far above all rule, authority, power, dominion. His part's finished. But our part, the body, the body of Christ, you and me, and every believer in the whole wide world, our job, it's not finished yet. That's why that cloth wasn't all folded up, all nice and neat. Church, we've still got a job to do. We've still got a job to do. And because Jesus is alive, we're the body of Christ. We're called to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We're called to take the good news of the gospel and spread it all over the earth. We're called to reconcile people to God. We're called to invite them into this beautiful relationship that we have with the Father. Our job's not done yet, but I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to get the job done. I'm excited to preach the gospel and heal the sick and spread the good news of Jesus all over the earth. And so this week, I want to encourage you. You are a sufficient minister of the gospel. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. You've been given everything that you need to share the gospel. The same power that's in you, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, it's in you. I want to encourage you to share the good news of the gospel this week. I want to encourage you, tell people about Jesus. Our job's not done yet. We need to um, love the world with the same love that Jesus loves us with and reconcile the world to a perfect and loving Father. And now is the perfect time for people to know Jesus, to be invited into a living relationship with Jesus. And I want to encourage you that if you're watching and you don't know Jesus, it is so easy to know him. You just have to lay down your life. You just have to say, you know what, Jesus? I don't want to live for me anymore. I want to live for you and I want to make you my Lord. And so I want to encourage you that if you don't know Jesus, it's as simple as saying, God, I want to make you Lord of my life. It's as simple as saying, God, I believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose again so that I could be free from sin and have relationship with you. It's that simple. So I want to encourage you, if you don't know God, today is the day. Today is the day to know him. So you just get on your knees wherever you are and you cry out to God. You don't need me to help you pray. You need to cry out to God from the depths of your heart. And if you've made a decision to follow Jesus today, I want to encourage you to just press the button that says, I've made a decision to follow Jesus. I've made the decision to become a, a brand new creation. And maybe today you're watching and you've just forgotten. <laughs> you've just forgotten that Jesus is alive and it means, it means some pretty cool things for you. And if that's you, I want to encourage you to get in the word of God. Get in this word. Stir up your spirit. Remind yourself. 
remind yourself um, the good news of the gospel and all of the therefores. If Jesus is alive, what does that look like for me? And you know what? You can you can um, go to Ephesians 1 this week and you can just pray this with the Father. You can say, thank you, Father, that I'm blessed in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Oh my gosh, God, I don't even know what that even looks like yet, but I pray that you teach me and show me. You can pray all this. Thank you, Father, that I'm holy and blameless before you. Thank you that you've washed away all of my sin. And you can use this as a springboard to talk to the Lord. And I promise that as you camp in this scripture and as you meditate on it and as you pray it and as you talk to the Lord about it, you'll receive revelation and then he will come and he will empower you to live this. (sighs) The word of God is so, so wonderful. So that's my encouragement to, to you today. Jesus is alive. It means something for your life. Let's all together be the body of Christ and let's shamelessly preach the gospel, shamelessly love the world, show them who the Father is this week. I want to bless you guys. Um, have an amazing rest of um, your day. I pray that you would um, just encounter more and more of the Lord this week. I pray that your family would be blessed. I pray that you would know him increasingly every day, that you would be so sensitive to his voice and that you would realize the time and the seasons that we're living in I just bless every conversation that you have this week with anyone that doesn't know him. Bless you all. I love you. And I can't wait to be together again. I love doing this. I love that we can connect online.